Welcome to Out of the Skip Play Premium DLC. I am Nick Weiger, and with me, as always, Heather Ann Campbell. Hello, I am Heather Ann Campbell, and beside me is Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. All right, let's cut the shit and get to business. <laughs> we got some questions to answer. You sent them in. We're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to tell you what we really think. So let's get into it. This is Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Let's go! All right. This let's one is go! Hey, do you guys ever <laughs> think that Mario was saying Mexico when he said that? Because there was a <laughs> Mexico! <laughs> Love it. Right, I do think it. that when he's in uh, that desert level in Super Mario Odyssey. Man, he's got some great outfits. Great outfits. Great outfits. Uh, um, this one is from uh, our email, and it's from Emilio Hernandez. Subject, personal video game firsts. Hello, how did this get played, people? Do you have any memorable video game first experiences? For example, I remember playing online multiplayer for the first time ever with Gears of War at my cousin's house when I was 12. His friend brought a wireless adapter for the Xbox 360, and we stuck the Xbox out on the windowsill to get a connection from a neighbor's unsecured Wi-Fi and played all night. Wow. That's wow. a cool move. I do remember, I mean, video game, I, I guess it's just the, the this, is, this is pretty broad. It's just like any, time, any first time you played something that stuck with you. I the first time I played Halo, I was like so sold on X and I I thought I was like, I'm not gonna get an Xbox. There's no way I'm gonna get an Xbox. I barely liked FPSs and I didn't like and I certainly didn't like controlling them with a with a you know on a, a with a gamepad, but I played Halo a little bit and I was like, this fucking owns and it may have even been at a kiosk, and it led me to basically impulse buy a uh, an Xbox and Halo and and an extra controller on the weekend um uh, on like a Friday after work and then me and my roommate just played through it the whole weekend just like played the campaign two player uh and basically blazed we might have blazed through it that weekend if that was not quite the it, it possible it bled into the next week but we played through it really quick and I remember just being like so instantly hooked in that game Never really uh, followed up with a franchise beyond that, but Halo One really connected with me, and that that can't that two player co op campaign was just a real hoot. That's that's one that sticks out sticks in my mind. I'm sure I've got others I'll think of. What about you guys? Well, I can remember the very first time I played Street Fighter Two was at a Pizza Hut, um, and it was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, I can remember the very first online. Uh, video game I ever played was Final Fantasy Online uh, for PlayStation 2 um, because I was not a PC person. So I had no online experience before that. And that was my first experience. And it was crazy. Wow. Because uh, you just were suddenly in a group of people. And it also took a long time for me to figure out how to talk to everyone because you had to, like, use a certain chat module. Um. 
It was cool stuff. And then, um, I don't know that. I mean that. That's enough. I said I enough. I have one that blew, that that blew my mind and it will, it will make me sound old uh, because I am. But the the first time I heard speech in a game was Might mm-hmm. and Magic Three, and you had to like we got us you had to get a sound card back in the day. They didn't there wasn't integrated audio in PCs. You still had like I mean I think this this bled into the two thousands a little bit. You had to get a de- designated sound card to be able to hear um uh things like you know like MIDI music and sound effects and speech. And so we got one that was capable of speech. And the first time seeing that pop up and seeing the the what I, what was before like was just like nothing. And then all of a sudden it was like, I am Sheltum, guardian of this world. You know, it's just like he's fucking ta- I was like, this man is talking into in a video game. I remember that just like absolutely blowing my mind. That is that is really interesting because. Just the idea of like not ever hearing anything and then hearing something so specific as I am Sheltum is the most wild thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember I remember like getting I remember like the day that I got a Game Boy because it wasn't like my birthday mm. or Christmas. It was it was just like a day that my mom decided that I guess she was like, I'm going to get them a Game Boy so they shut up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I just remember getting it and being so happy. We got the that um, the Game Boy Color that was like that was like purple but clear. Nice. And it probably still oh, is somewhere yeah, in my game. mom's like garage somewhere. We were just like, we were going nuts because we, we would go to a um, like a day camp and like over the for the summer and um, like when my mom was at work and all the other kids uh, who were total losers it had game boys um and we were like that seems fun i want to i want to be a loser too and so we got, we got that and then i was just that was it i loved it wow uh by the way heather you mentioned your first street fighter 2 experience and i remember mine as well because my my par- my parents were super cheap and so we never went like the only vacations we ever went on were like road trips or like driving vacations mostly with camping and we were on one of those and I had, I was like, however old I was, but I had like a, I had gotten, bought an EGM magazine, um, at like a, 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 a at like a, you know, like fucking a truck stop or something like that. And I'd been reading about Street Fighter two, like the whole time I was getting so excited for it. And then we got to, uh, we eventually, we got to Vegas and Vegas, of course, a lot of arcades, uh, at least at the time. And so that my first time I got into an arcade and I'd read so much about Street Fighter. I'd read like like which characters looked looked cooler. I read about the special moves and then I got on and then tried to do some special moves and immediately just got completely shit housed because I had no I was like I didn't actually know how to do them. You know, I didn't understand like, oh, I have to to do a fucking flash kick. I have to hold down the joystick for this period of time and then flick up and then hit like the timing of everything wasn't intuitive yet. Uh, but I do remember that being like being so hyped for it and then going there and then just instantly getting my ass kicked. Those were the days. Those were the Let's days. Let's get a new question. <laughs> uh, this one is from our Instagram and it's from um, Pamebo. Oh, and uh, they write, best game to utilize wacky tech. Bonus points for non-Nintendo. Your WarioWares, your Dreamcast fishing. Well, WarioWare would be Nintendo. WarioWare is Nintendo, yeah. Yeah. I always mm. think of I always think of Samba de Amigo. I, this is my favorite mm-hmm. 
fucking like the game's very very cool uh and uh it's it's like fun to play the maracas peripheral is so specific and fucking weird but it's like well done i just i love that another one is we covered it on the podcast with Haley mancini but typing of the dead also for dreamcast yeah just like so such a satisfying concept i wish they would do more typing games like that where there's some sort of uh, conceit or narrative outside of just you know like because because typing is I, I don't know it's 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 a practical skill to get better at but it's also like can be very fun if it if it's if you're getting the right rewards i purchased a pocket station mm. because final fantasy 8 in the united states release had a weapon that could only be unlocked if you got the pocket station, which was not released here. So you had to put mm. it in to the PlayStation. It was like a memory card with a little LCD panel. And then you take it out and you would play a tiny game, like a Tamagotchi-sized game with a chocobo in order to harvest something that got you a better weapon. And I got a pocket station, and that was pretty fun. Um... I um, also feel like Boktai should count for this, which was the game that you could only play if you were in the sun. I believe it was a Kojima game. Uh, and you would fight vampires. And in order to fight vampires, you have to bring the cartridge into the sun. Whoa. I feel like that counts uh, on this um, wacky tech uh, and then what other wacky tech can I think of? I was trying to remember the name of it, but there was a there was an Xbox, uh, maybe 360 game that that used the camera, and it involved like you get you would get physical cards, physical packs of cards, and it was like a card built deck building game, um, that involved like using the camera and then using the actual cards like on a on a mat and having it be read uh by the computer of, of course like everyone immediately figured out you could just like photocopy or print out the cards and and completely skip the whole deck building mechanics so i think it was not uh, economically viable but i was like that's a really cool concept that there's a physical thing that bleeds into the game um, and i think that would be a fun like because i really like like deck building games and i like those uh you know I, I I think like I think something like that that had like a the, like a physical element that you could hold on to in addition to I mean they'll never fucking do it again because why would they bother but I did like that there's a cool idea I wish I could remember what the fuck it was called card blasters <laughs> it was card blasters <laughs> what else you got Apodaca okay this one uh, is an email from Sam Landry and they write. Hey, all big fan of the show. Been listening since first ep. Keep up the great work. Well, skip that. Uh, <laughs> this one's from, uh, this one's from uh, Sam Landry, and it's an email. Are there any games you end up recommending to people over and over? Not necessarily something new, but what's your go-to, you should try this game? Thanks again, Sam. Right now, I feel like for both me and Heather, it's Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. I feel like yep. it's always trying to get people to play Death Stranding. And to give it give it a chance too, because it is you know it's it's bizarre, it's weird, but it's amazing. I would say I'd put on that list. Here here are some go to games: uh, Out of This World slash Another World. I I always pitch that game. Katamari Damacy. I'll always pitch Katamari. 
Um, I think if you haven't played Final Fantasy XII and you are an RPG person, I always pitch Final Fantasy XII as the dark horse in the Final Fantasy uh, uh, discography. Mm-hmm. Discography? Sure. Yeah, why um, not? Discography? Discography. Uh, discography? Discography. Um, I guess... Uh, oh, Panzer Dragoon on the Saturn is awesome. Uh, if you ever have a chance to sit down with a Saturn or a Polymega or or a Saturn emulator, uh, fucking play Panzer Dragoon. That's a good time. Just that first level is a great time. The rest of the game, it's okay. First level, aces. <laughs> Uh, it's it's tricky because my mind goes to you know a lot of the games I played in my formative years, which just have not aged well. And if you weren't, if you're not someone who is was playing PC RPGs in the '90s or early 2000s, or you know old old you know strategy games from that era, that you know a lot of that's what informed my gaming taste, as well as you know like 16-bit platformers and JRPGs, and a lot of that shit is just like, yeah, I, I mean, I could see playing it now, approaching it now, and it not really clicking for you. But one that I think is maybe an exception is Chrono Trigger. I think Chrono Trigger. There, there have been some ports that are you know okay. Um, ever the Steam one is the UI is a little ugly. Uh, and it's it's basically just a uh, it, it's basically just the code from the mobile version, but it's still like all right. So I think there's some versions you could play, but if you could play it on a fucking Super Nintendo emulator uh, or a straight up, I mean, there's no way you could find a physical copy. Uh, but the 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 Game Boy Advance one, I re-release. I think it was either Game Boy Advance or DS. There was a re-release of Chrono Trigger that was really really awesome. I sold it to GameStop for like twelve dollars. Why did I <laughs> do that? I don't know. That's your fucking mo, dude. Like, I love this. Time to give it away for nothing. <laughs> I have such a. I have. I'm an. I'm a, a bizarro Marie Kondo. I just like get rid of everything all the time because I hate having clutter. And I'm just like, I don't. I haven't touched this in a year. Why do I need this anymore? But then later on, I'm this- like, oh, that was a. That was something that would be nice to have right now. This is said by a man who visibly in his Zoom window has like just a stack of paintings behind him. <laughs> yeah, so that I got to hang those up. I haven't gotten in, gotten around to it yet. But yeah, one of those is, is from my uh, my nephew painted. So I'm holding on to that uh, bad boy. And then uh, loose at least for extra now. doors. You also just have a loose set of extra doors. So you get those rid are of antique games, shutters. You- and that is a that is a decorative detail. I stand by the shutters. That's where they go? Yeah, they're just leaned up against the wall. Oh, I thought they were going to go somewhere. They're just there. Okay, cool, No, those man. are leaned up against the wall. They, if you saw them in the room, you'd be like, oh, okay, that looks good. These paintings I need to hang up. I just haven't gotten around to it because I'm lazy as shit. And I almost saw I'm like, what's the point? Who am I trying to oh, impress? You I've guys? got no judgment for Come your on. shutters. I, I take back any judgment for your shutters. <laughs> you know, live your life. Be I who you like, want to be. I feel like, like I have to say here. this before we move on. Shutter your face. You did have to say mm. that, um, and now we can move on. <laughs> the weird, the weird thing is, is I have those shutters, but installed behind me. Yeah, you and got them as actual closet doors. You just have them like, fucking loose and hanging on the on on nothing. All right, just give us a question, Apadak. It looks Interrupt cool. It looks cool as shit. When we, when we, we are say this far face, right? off track, just <laughs> fucking start talking. Just be like, we've got a question from. 
Oh, well, I, I have... <laughs> what is happening? I I forgot I have an answer to the previous question, though, and it's... Oh, yeah, answer do. the fucking question. It's, just get us, get us back on track, Alphadaka. Not just once, but twice. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh, the game uh, inside. I feel like I always, anytime mm. someone's like, "What's a like a like even?" I, I just what's a game I could play that's like not very long. I always go inside. Just go play through inside. Don't look up anything about what that game is. Just go for it and then just experience it. Because that's I didn't know anything about it uh, when I played it, and I just knew that people were like raving about it. And I was like, "Okay, well, what is? Let's see what this is." And I, I think that's one of my favorite games in the last like ten years. I loved that game. Wow. Uh, it's a yeah, a strong wreck from me. We uh, should cover it on the pod. It's weird. It's weird as shit. We should cover it on the pod. Let's cover it. We should cover it. Um, We're covering it. <laughs> it's DLC <unlit>. exclusive. <laughs> you guys have it. You guys know it first. I bet you. The w- the way these come out, I bet you the episode for Inside will come out before this does. <laughs> But our listeners will know that this is when we came up with the idea to yeah, cover inside. What a little treat for them. Oh, uh, my God. Okay, this one this one is from Rod Hayes, uh, and the, the, their question is, as a teacher, I love to bond with my students over video games, and easily the franchise that can bond me with both students and their parents is Zelda. No matter the age, everyone under 50 has a favorite Zelda game which we know Nick loves Breath of the Wild and Heather loves Wind Waker, but I want to know everyone's absolute favorite and why. Rod Wait, from NorCal. This Hi, person Rod. answers the fucking question in the question? That's what Rod did. That was Rod's prerogative. I mean, if you answer a question, if you ask a question, you can choose to answer it on your own. That's a, And we might still read it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just know that going in. I will say that that I, I do love Breath of the Wild. If I had to, it, I, I, let's do this. Let's do like a Triforce of Zeldas. What would be like our, our, our three favorite Zeldas, our three top Zeldas? Okay, Breath of the so, Wild, obviously for me. Yes. Yes, Heather? Can we just clarify... When you say Triforce of Zeldas, you, are you asking for three Zeldas or are you asking for Yeah, your three, three favorite games? Zeldas. Three for favorite this, Zeldas. For this Triforce, yes. Not of Zelda the characters, of Legend of Zelda franchise entries. Okay. Not Zeldas. Okay. I'm going to say Breath of the Wild is one of mine. Majora's Mask, I, th- I throw in there. I love Majora's Mask. I, I like it better than Ocarina of Time. I just like the the, you know, fucking... Groundhog Day mechanic is so well done. The world is so cool. The story is like oddly heartbreaking. The ending is so satisfying. Um, I the very very one of the more memorable Zeldas. After that, it's tricky. I think I got to do one of the top down ones. I do like. Boy, I got to fucking finish the uh, the Switch remake of um, Link's Awakening. That's actually add that to my to do list. Uh, but I've got to Matt add that to my to do list. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, but I like I did like that. But I think I got to go all the way back to Super Nintendo and say Link to the Past. I did really like a Link Between Worlds, the se- the sequel to the direct sequel to a Link to the Past. But I I think a Link to the Past is is my pick. Oh, what do you think, Heather? <sighs> Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild. Mm. I'm going to guess. Man, I really didn't like Zelda before Wind Waker. Wow. I 
Aye, aye, aye. Um, I guess I'll throw Link to the Past in there just because. But, like, the truth is I'm only playing Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild. I'm not playing any of the other ones. You didn't even like, you did, Ocarina of Time didn't even click for you. Nope. Wow. It felt I'm clunky. staggered. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe at the time it was like awesome, but like it's unbearable now. Like the it's just not for me. Have you ever played the original NES Legend of Zelda? Yeah. I will just say that I think that in like Breath of the Wild is the most similar. This isn't just my observation. Other people have made this connection, but it's like the most similar to Zelda one of any Zelda game. It's just like, that's what it feels like. That is just Zelda one transported to modern times in terms of its kind of just open world, not, not actual, not true nonlinearity, but like you do have a lot of flexibility in terms of what order you want to tackle things and, and just trying to figure out things on your own, not getting a ton of guidance. Um, Matt, what are, what are your three favorite Zeldas? You know, yeah, I haven't, I've, 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 not finished many Zeldas. I've wow. started. I've started quite a few Zeldas. Uh, I've not finished Breath of the Wild, uh, but I did. I I've weirdly finished um, the Phantom Hourglass for the Nintendo DS. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, and I think I got like almost all the way done with the 3D uh, Ocarina of Time, mm, but yeah. I don't think I finished that. Um, and so right now I am playing. Uh, the Link's Awakening remake and Breath of the Wild, and I'm not done with either. And will I ever finish? You could say. Uh, I think Breath of the Wild is worth finishing. I think it's just so. I mean, I just I love that game yeah. so much. But um, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I it's it, Zelda's are a big commitment. I mean, they're there. I have I probably I might have more unfinished Zeldas than finished Zeldas mm-hmm. if I think through it. I don't. I never finished Twilight Princess. So yeah, I've got I've got some I left hanging. I know that just like on paper, it's I like it. I do like Zelda, and I understand yeah. that it's good. But I just I've, they're so the ones that I named off anyway are pretty like expansive and in in big. Not so much uh, Link's Awakening, but uh, Ocarina of Time is kind of a big game. Um, it's meaty, meaty, not unlike something you'd find in a pot. It you would it, it much like that. Um, much like a roast. <laughs> oh, this one's a voicemail, and it's from Patrick from North Carolina. Hey guys, this is Patrick from North Carolina calling. As I'm looking through my backlog of games I've always wanted to play, uh, I'm finding that I'm really spoiled by modern games with great graphics and great art direction. And now that I'm getting to the PS2 and PS3 RPGs, it's really a slog to get through. So my question is, if you could go back in time and show your 12 or 13 year old self, a game that would really blow their mind. What game or what part of the game would you show them? And it doesn't have to be specifically visually, uh, could be, you know, from an audio perspective or any perspective you think would really just go, your 13 year old self would go crazy for. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Interesting question. I admire your dedication, Patrick, and going that deep into the backlog to knock off your, your, uh, the RPGs from several generations removed. I feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of the, the modern open world games, I think like, honestly, 
as someone who played Fallout 1 and 2, I feel like seeing Fallout 4 would just be like like holy shit that's what turned what fallout turned into i think that would be like kind of a a, a thing that would uh, that my that my younger self would find very jarring um that's where my mind goes to it first i don't know what do you, you guys got anything man if i saw mario odyssey or sonic mania not mm. sonic mania the one where it's like 3d sonic but also 2d uh where you can play like old sonic or new sonic Whatever that fucking game is. Like, I had a dream when I was a child of a 3D Sonic, like an actual dream where you were like looking at the loop-de-loop while you ran at it. And that happens all the fucking time now in Sonic games. That would Mm -hmm. be, I mean, like, if you saw either of those those games as a kid, you'd be like, holy shit. And those aren't even like photorealistic. Like, if if I showed six-year-old me the... um, what Silent Hill demo from the PT demo? Oh God! Like, I'd just be like, "What? What is happening? What? What is yeah. this? Why am I inside of a nightmare?" You know? Yeah, because so many games. I mean, games were pretty like were more straightforward. Like back then, like there are a lot of games now that are like more like experiences. So like, if you showed me something like that as a kid, if you showed me PT when I was a kid, I would have died probably. <laughs> I've been so scared I would have passed away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I think my showing me as a 12 year old boy that there are hentai games, <laughs> like that you can just like go and <laughs> you can have sex in a game and they'll just show it. I think that would like I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just keep unbelievable about because like God of War, the original God of War, already oh, yeah. put, like pushed. Pushed the PS2 like to its max, basically, and that looked great for like a PS2 era game. But if you showed me uh, the new God of War, yeah, I would just be like, "This is how can we even how that this looks like shit." The one that I'm playing right now, it, right? It, it looked great for the for the time, right? I think that's a that's a big thing is is what is the game you were playing at that time, and then yeah. what could you see that's a modern equivalent. And even honestly, sticking in the same franchise, like on like having played the original Doom, mm-hmm. seeing like like you know the the recent the 2016 Doom or Doom Eternal, which I haven't played uh, uh, yet, that like seeing those in action would be pretty fucking pretty fucking crazy. I'll take you. I'll take you a step further, man. Mm-hmm. I bet if you showed me Pong on an on a modern 80 inch. HD flat screen, I'd be like, holy fuck. <laughs> the TV got so skinny. <laughs> uh, all right, one more question, Matt. Uh, this one is from Christopher Bailey, and their subject is worst repetitive sound effect. Hey, What's the most irritating, repetitive sound effect you've heard in a video game? When I played Lego Island 2 as a kid, there was a difficult char- car chase level where any time you accidentally hit an obstacle, which happened every few seconds, your character would say, oops, driving ain't like skateboarding. This turned a merely difficult level into an awful experience, at least until we remembered we could mute the audio. And then the, uh, Christopher sent me a YouTube video of that audio. That is that but looped uh, for an hour. And I'll play. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. it's Well, when you hear it, you're going to 
You're going to see it. It's absolute torture. Here we go. Oops. Driving ain't like skateboarding. Oops. Driving ain't like skateboarding. Oops. Driving ain't like skateboarding. Doesn't that suck? I kind of liked it. What? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, the no, first. That was the first voice Nick has ever heard in a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, this is uh, this is tricky because I'm just think of all of the. I, I have a hard time not just thinking of all the games, the recent shitty games we've played, and the fucking awful sound design in a lot of them. But I know that's not really like what we're looking for here. Um, it's no use. Yeah, it's exactly. It's no use. Yeah, it's no use. It's just it's fucking no use. grafted in my brain. Ugh. I, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, really annoying ones. It's it's tricky for me. I guess I anytime I feel like a game is taunting me, which I guess is kind of what that what's the sound effect there is, that drives me crazy. I mean, all yeah, I'm I'm stuck on the games that we've tortured ourselves with over the last yeah. year. Like all I can think of is Sonic just fucking grinding me into the ground with the sound effects and the sound design of that game. I, I will say you know, one thing that that I found I found really irritating outside of the podcast is there are in Hearthstone, which I used to play, it, uh, which is a, uh, a deck building online game and um, uh, uh, by Blizzard. But they they had and I guess they took it out, but they had emotes or they have a bunch of emotes like you can't voice chat. You can just choose emotes. And people will use them for for uh, for BM. People will use them to fucking troll you. And so, just like anyone saying like like sorry, just is just like oh fuck you because they're like you know they're gonna they're about to kill you and they'll just be like sorry Ugh. you know and uh, or just like my apologies. And I'm just like ah oh, f- get the get fucked you fucking <laughs> I hate that so much. So yeah, and any 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 of that sort of stuff, any sarcasm. From an online adversary, uh, drives me up a wall. I'm only thinking about like when you lose a level. You know, like I'm thinking specifically of like in the I think the Batman Arkham games. Depending on like who you're fighting, like uh, or you know whoever the boss is for the mission that you're doing, like the Joker or something will sort of come out and taunt you. Mm. But there's only so many like phrases. So if you keep dying, you're getting. Like over and over again, like yes. who's afraid of the little little bat? Over and over again, you're like, okay, well, like I I'm trying to beat you. Stop! I I'm gonna beat you. You're not riddle win. me this. You lose. Yeah, it's always right, st- like just like Thanks, that, and yeah. it's like over and over again. It's more frustrating because you're losing a bunch. Is is the point I'm making? Scarecrow, that's my name, but you're <laughs> a scared bro. <laughs> Long walk for that one. I'm Bane. And I'm also the bane of your existence because I've defeated you yet again. Pretty, it's pretty good, Bane. Um, Jokes on you, Batman, and it's a knock knock joke that goes like this: knock knock, who's there? Joker, Joker, who? I'm the Joker, and you're dead. Ha 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 ha. And that was Solomon Grundy. (laughs) (laughs) 
with like a frozen frame of like when you take the punch. So it's like punch and then you hear the entire dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Hit <laughs> <sighs> us up with your questions at getplayedpod, getplayedpod at gmail.com. And we got a fucking voicemail too. You can call in and leave a question if you want. 616 2 played. That's 616 2. And then you type out the letters on your phone so it spells played. 616 2 played. That's that's, yeah, six, that's all we've got from I'm Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Nick Weiger. And I'm Matt Apodaca. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Wait, everyone. <laughs> 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 <